Welcome to Healthy Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. So have you ever been in a room and a bright light catches you from the right side or maybe even the left side? Or in this case, for me, I was in a room late last year and in walks this bright light. She happened to be sitting to the left of me. Her name is Megan Moran, and I am so thrilled to be able to share this light with you. Let me read her bio, and then we're going to get into it. So Megan Moran is not only a mom to two beautiful toddlers, Jack and Sophia, and a wife to the most supportive husband, plus business partner ever. His name is Colin, but she is also the owner of the Mompreneur Guide. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is one way we connected. You're going to hear in a little bit even more ways we are connected. So as an author, Megan is a podcast host. She's also a TV show creator. And because of all of this, she is on a mission to help mompreneurs live the present and productive lifestyle that they crave. Because as a third-generation mompreneur, Megan is proof that it is possible. And I have seen this. This woman has juggled a podcast slash Instagram interview while juggling a kid in the back and still being present. I would love to introduce you to Megan Moran. Megan, welcome to the show. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for us to chat. We always have very good conversations. <laughs> yes, ditto. <laughs> and before we jump into some of the juicy ways that we are connected and ways that we can share with our community and, and support other moms on their entrepreneurial journeys, would you be willing to play a game with me? Oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Love that spirit. I, I had a feeling you, you'd say yes. Let's start with cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. See, I just walked into the room a second ago, actually. <laughs> we can be friends. It's official. Okay. Are you, are you cat or dog? I've got to know now. It's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> Absolutely dog. Chloe dog. I like to tease. She's my favorite kid. I just, I mm. love her. Love it. Yeah. Henry was our first baby, our fur baby. Yeah. And they matter. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, I like to tease that she doesn't talk back to me, but also there is that like unconditional love that Chloe Dog is always there, which I imagine your baby is too, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Henry, he's going to be 10 in May, which I can't believe. We've had him since he was a puppy. So yeah, he has a special place in our heart. That's for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the next question, sweet, savory, or salty? I like a combo of sweet and salty. Like when you have a pretzel that's covered in chocolate, you like get a little bit of both. So I'm just being a rule breaker today. I want both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get both. I like it. <laughs> I'll take it. like it. <laughs> next question, favorite movie of all time? I am terrible at these. I have a favorite TV show, if I can switch it up a little bit. Gilmore Girls, I have watched it 12 times through, I think now. I'm that (laughs) obsessed with it. And coincidentally, the town we live in, if I have any Gilmore Girl fans out there, is Stars Hollow. Like, to a T, the first house we lived in here, our neighbor, literally her name was Miss Patty. Like, it was (laughs) hysterical. So, yeah, yeah, movies, I don't really have a specific one. Tell Me Boy is another favorite, but... Definitely love Gilmore Girls. Good to know. I saw them or I watched the show probably the first season and then I just lost track, not because of desire, but I kind of lost track of it. So it's really interesting now that you've, now that I know you've watched it 12 times, maybe it's time for me to go back and and check it out. It's on Netflix. You can binge it all day long. (laughs) Okay. Duly noted. Uh, so last and final question, would you be willing to share with us a story slash memory of you in the kitchen in your childhood? Mm, gosh, that's a great question. There's a funny one. So my mom is actually in the food space and I come from an Italian family. So a lot of time was spent in the kitchen, not to mention my young entrepreneur life was spent in the kitchen helping my mom because her first part of their business was corporate catering. So There's a lot of memories, but the funny one that always comes up time and time again was my dad was actually videoing me help my mom make cookies or something. She was on the phone. I was helping with the sugar. She went to close it up. And then I said to her, like, I want more. I want more. You know how your mom's trying to do something and you're three and you're yelling. And she was like, "Mm -hmm." and I said, mom, why do you know? And she was totally busted. And she started laughing and like said she was sorry and was all caught on camera. And so especially now as a mom with toddlers, we joke around all the time. And honestly, right before this recording, my mom was here cooking with my kids now. And the other day she was making cookies with them and the same thing happened. And my son reacted the same way as me. So there's like a lot of very funny moments, a lot of laughter, a lot of love that I associate with the kitchen. What a beautiful tradition to be able to pass down and to be able to have your children have that relationship with your mom. That That's a huge yeah. gift. Yeah. She's excited. She calls herself Mimosa. She didn't want a regular grandma name. So she chose Mimosa. <laughs> Baking and cooking has been like, she's so excited to get to do that with him. It's not really my forte. I go for very simple, healthy meals. So it's great that they get, you know, get somebody who's really, really into it to help and do the measuring and the tasting and all that. Well, then let's jump in right there because you are championing this term mompreneur. Can you tell me how that came about? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I'm a third generation mompreneur. And so this has been my whole life. Growing up, my mom had her own business and I was always a part of it. She started it when I was about seven-ish. And I just saw it as this beautiful vehicle where she was able to be fully present with me. She'd pick me up from school. She'd take me to my volleyball practice. She'd be at all my games. Like she never missed a moment. But I also watched her following her dreams and her passions. And so we grew up in this household with this motto being do what you love and the money will come. 
And it's not just my mom. My parents got divorced when I was younger, but my grandpa started a business that my dad and uncle now run. And my grandma worked there too. And my other grandma started a business. Like almost everybody in my family runs their own businesses. So I actually started my first business when I was 18 because I saw my mom being present and productive. I knew I wanted to be a mom and I had a long runway until I planned on being one. And so I thought, well, what can I do to be productive now? And that's when I started my fashion styling business, which I had for over 10 years and closed right after we had our second and final. And it was really because of this vehicle of wanting to be present and productive, which now translates into this business of realizing when I pivoted from styling into this, that that entrepreneurship piece, the reason why I started that first business, the reason that I have the lifestyle that I have and grew up in the way that I did, that that's what I was really passionate about sharing. And so that's why I can't help but scream it from the rooftops. Mm. And so because mom is in the title, fair to guess that's that's who you are meant to serve and support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bit of controversy over that I found in the industry some people are saying like, well, why do we have to say mompreneur? Why can't we just be entrepreneurs and why can't we also be moms? But I always like to say that I think it's an important thing and I love that that's a part of my title, not only because I love that I'm a mom, but I just think it's for a different connection point because you know and anybody else who's listening – it's just a little different when you're a mom, an entrepreneur, and not to say anything about if you're not a mom. That's so awesome if you've got that space and, and you don't want to be. But we just understand each other on a different level the second we meet each other because we just hit all these same points when we did that live together. And I am always like, that was a cringy, cringy moment for me. <laughs> but you did get it. You knew what I was going through with my son yelling in the background to put on Paw Patrol and trying to have our amazing deep conversation and make sure the spotlight was on you. And that's something that only somebody who's been there or, or is in it gets. And I just love what a deep connection point, mompreneurship, saying that specific word, putting the combination of those things together creates. So powerful. I will share that a lot of the women in my community, my women that I tend to work with, are usually between the ages of 45 and 55. And so a lot of us either have teenagers or our children are off to college or, you know, some of us were young moms. And so the kids are out of the house. But in this age group, like we're finally finding time for ourselves and finding some of our passions. And so to your point, there's a huge difference because I look at some of my friends who do not have children and they may be more advanced in their careers or some areas because they've had that time to put into their careers when I was putting into the children. And then at the same point, to your point, like I don't judge them as being better or worse. And I don't judge myself as being better or worse. It's just very different. So even though your children are younger, there's this immediate connection I have with you because you get that I am absolutely passionate about my business, very driven, and I have children to feed and to do homework with and to pay attention to. And so my attention is in so many areas and the women that I work with, the very same. So I would love to jump into your methodology to just talk about some ways that moms in particular can use to support their journeys. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I love that point, Michelle, too, about it doesn't really matter where you are in your mom spectrum. 
sometimes that comes up where people think like, oh, do you only serve the young mom community? And honestly, I it just just the spectrum. And a lot of the times I do attract moms whose kids are out of school, college, all of that. But the strategies, I feel, again, because it's mom life, stay the same. And so something that I uncovered for myself, because again, I started my first business prior to kids and I grew that business into a successful one prior to kids and then right at the tail end of the rest of them, pivoting this business, which is a whole other part of a conversation, pivoting, leaving behind a good business to get into this one, which also can can mirror a moving from corporate into your own business. It's all the same type of pivot. But having that mom life paired in really was eye-opening for me. And it made me want to change how I was doing things and also showed me a lot of pitfalls that I had and how I was structuring my life. And so going through that, all of that also was during the pandemic. And my kids are (laughs) a year and a half apart. So I had two, I had an 18-month-old and a newborn November of 2020, just to give you a little headspace there. But yeah, so that's a lot. It was a whole lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. But as as we all experienced in 2020. But the thing that I really uncovered for myself in all of that was like, okay, how can I do this with as much ease as possible? And as I started to be the spreadsheet person and overanalyzer that I am, I realized it was really three common core things that always came up that when I filled these cups back up, I like to kind of think of them as pillars that I'm standing on this bridge above. When I filled them up, I felt stable again. And when they weren't full or one was off, you'd feel off kilter, you know, just as you would if you were on a bridge. And so those three things that really helped me feel balanced as a mompreneur is strategy, support, and self-care. Amen. For the people in the back, say that one more time. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like the strategy, the support, the self-care. And what I love about this, again, any child's age, any mom age that you are, and they all go into every part of your life. Strategy isn't just for your business. It's, you know, home strategy too. It's life strategy. And support isn't just about childcare, which comes up a lot first, but it's also about support with your spouse, support with your friends, support with the community that you're in, whether that is for your business side or that's in, you know, the community, the actual local community that you're in. And and we couldn't say more about nutrition and wellness and the support that you need there. And then self-care, you know, especially because I'm in the toddler mom side, you know what it's like. You need to fill up your cup and you're toting kids around all the time and you're, you know, supporting your partner and you're supporting your business. And so that conversation of capacity comes up a lot too. So we can certainly dive more deeply into those, but those are the three things that I've really found no matter where you're at in your mompreneur journey. That's the easiest way to kind of self-diagnose, hmm, why am I feeling off kilter right now? And what can I do more quickly to stabilize myself? So when I think of strategy as a nutrition coach, I'm looking at the way a woman's life is set up. So I'm looking at the work that she's doing. I'm looking at who she's supporting in her household. I'm looking at her financial readiness, her readiness to actually make changes. And so those are some of the areas I look at when I work with a client for strategy. When you say strategy, what types of things are you focusing on with moms? Yeah, great question. So it again, it depends on when they come in, where they're feeling overwhelmed. Specifically, we tend to focus on business strategy 
And even more specifically than that, visibility and authority building. So a lot of the times our women come in and they are like, I have a movement. I have a message that I want to share. I want to get out there more and I want to share it and I want to create this world around me. But how do I do that succinctly and so I can be present and most time effective and all those things? So that's the basis of a lot of the strategy we talk about. But then innately, because we're a community of mompreneurs, this schedule comes into play. You know, how do I make time for work and me time and all of these things? And and what does that look like? So those are really the two strategy pieces that come up would be schedule and then, you know, marketing, authority building, visibility. That is beautiful. And then earlier, I want to pick up or I picked up on a word you said, which is capacity, which is what I am personally looking at lately. As you know, again, being very driven, I often believe I can do everything. It's like new project, sure. You know, daughter has these projects at school, sure. But, you know, the older I get, it, it's interesting. My, my head's hurting a little bit more if I keep hitting it up against the wall, realizing <laughs> I don't have capacity for everything. And so I've been trying to soften into the the grace, giving myself grace, knowing that you know, we have seasons for different projects. And so when I use the word capacity, what does that bring up for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that this is also playing off of our Instagram live that we did together because I really think capacity and the word busyness really go hand in hand. And so just to like, I, the B word is my least favorite word out there because I don't believe that we're ever too busy for certain things. It's a matter of what is a priority to us right now. Because every time we say yes or no to something or we say nothing, we're still making decisions. And so prioritization, I think, is a huge part. But capacity, to to go deeper into that side, I focus a lot more about that word going hand in hand with my self-care. And so the best example is about a month ago now, my husband gave me all of Saturday for my me time. After Sophia was like three months old, our youngest, we said we need to put on the calendar me time nights and me time mornings because, you know, when you've got little ones and they're up all night and all the things, it's like if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. So we've done that now for a year and a half and they're older now. So they're toddlers now. So it's a little bit easier for somebody to take them both. So anyways, nice one whole Saturday, I had the whole day and overachiever, high achiever me is like, ooh, I need to be productive. I have this in air quotes, productive. What does productive look like? Well, I was tired. I was really, really tired. We had just pulled our kids from daycare. And so I'm working in the off hours and that whole struggle. And so I took a really long walk and I'm also grappling with this (laughs) disconnect between who I am now and who I was prior to being a mom. We just moved back in to the town we used to live in which is 500 feet behind our old house. So every time I walk around this area, it's like I see a hologram of me before kids walking a couple steps ahead. And so I'm always thinking like, oh, remember when you had all that space and that time? And so I'm walking, I'm thinking of these things and I realize "Hmm, I need to just keep walking, keep giving myself space. And then I sat down and I watched Gilmore Girls and I watched multiple episodes of that. And while that would seem unproductive to an overachiever, high achiever, by the time three o'clock in the afternoon hit and I had done all this quote unquote self-care, I then had a fire lit up inside me. My capacity had expanded 
and I finished a whole website project that I hadn't even really planned on doing that day. Mm-hmm. But if I tried to push through and do that in the morning, I would have never gotten that done that way or as well, or it would have taken me 10 times longer. And so that's when I really realized, and I did a whole podcast episode about it after where I was like, huh, if you have no capacity to do something, then the most productive thing in that moment is to get yourself to a place where you have more capacity than it is pushing, pushing through, being busier, adding more things to my to-do list, prioritizing other things over my self-care. That was my biggest aha with capacity is, huh, productive is a fluid word and it's ever-changing, like you said, based on seasons, based on what's going on in your life, based on where you're at. It's, it's a very fluid word that I don't think has often been looked at in that way. That is so wise. I have a coach, Kate Northrup. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with her. Oh, work. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And she talks a lot about the fertile void in that those times that we can feel like nothing's happening, it's exactly what you're saying. You're getting these downloads when you're giving your brain a chance to rest. And so it was very fertile, the time that you took for yourself. So I just applaud you for seeing that at, at such a young age. It's only going to make you that much stronger. And also, I think it shows great leadership for your children because they'll know, well, when mommy has mommy time, that allows me to have me time. And so mm-hmm. what a beautiful example. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something that we're focused on is telling them like about me time and allowing them to see because I truly believe and I'm sure you can imagine for yourself too, anybody listening, it's like, it's not what's taught, it's what's caught when it comes to our kids. And so how I show up and the things that I do, like doing self-care, if my kid was exhausted and I, t- I would never tell them to keep going, I would say, you need to slow down and you need to give yourself rest or more, even more than that, because we keep focusing on how can we be mirrors because we don't really have the answers for our kids. They have the answers for themselves. So I would ask the right question of what's your body telling you right now and, and all of those things. And I think we can all agree that motherhood is just a big, beautiful mirror back to ourselves of how we need to treat ourselves. And so, yeah, I think it's just such a beautiful conversation to have again, no matter where you are, what stage you're in kind of funny as you were talking I had a little flashback to a memory when Angel who's now 16 but when she was six we were at the doctor's office and they're about to give her a shot and she hates shots I mean to this day that's like our thing so like now her dad takes her because it's just traumatic for me and her interaction whole nother story but all of that to say when we were six and we were in the doctor's office she hopped off the table and she looked straight at me and she's like mommy you always said, my body is my body. And if I don't want anybody to touch me, they can't touch me. So I'm leaving now. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I guess I did say that. Like, I'm very glad that I said that for so many reasons, except for this one right now. <laughs> she found the loophole. One of those mommy moments. And I'm like, was that a mommy fail? Or, But like I said, her dad takes care of the shots now. And so that's one last thing off of my plate, which actually I think goes to your point of self-care. Like that's my way of taking care of my nervous system is to Mm -hmm. delegate certain tasks to her father, who is very capable of handling these things with her. (laughs) And by the way, he relaxes more when he's around. So I think that's what. And it also applies to support too. Like I really think you can't talk about self-care without talking about support in that situation as well. Like your mental care, her mental care, everybody's mental care thrives 
because of that. And and part of that catalyst is that support. And so that's what I love too about the kind of bridge analogy is that they really all are supporting the same thing and, and they really have to work hand in hand in order for you to feel as balanced as possible. So to that point with support, I would, I'm just sincerely curious, when you think of support in the solopreneurship space, I've heard a few different things. What's your opinion as far as how women can ask for more support when it comes to their business? Mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I think there's so many different facets of the type of support you may need. And so, you know, I love to cultivate community around me, both from my, you know, world for my business, like they're following my community because of the business side of things and what I can offer to them, but just cultivating support and community for myself for the the level that I want to reach to for like-minded women. And I really, of course, like to do that with my, you know, my following my listeners too, because there's a reason we chose to say that we're the mompreneur guide. It's because we're right here hand in hand with you. I, I'm no expert. I have my own zone of genius, yes, that I can provide to your business and you have the same thing that you can provide to me. So I just have such a soft spot for community and all that that brings and what true, real, deep interaction is person to person. You know, you and I had a real conversation in person, which is not often how right now online we meet most people, but then we were able to take it deeper with more conversation after that. So you're there as one of my biz besties. You're there for that type of support for me when I have a question or a thought or you know, whatever it is, I can come to you and I can share that. And and that also obviously applies in growing and sharing our businesses as well. You know, I would refer you all day, every day, and I love to make connections to you. And, and I know you are the same, vice versa. So I really feel like there's support in growing, sharing your business, community, your own mindset, all of that. There's also then support for going to that next level. So maybe sometimes that looks like somebody you're hiring. Maybe it's a coach. It's some form of a guide. You know, there's that type of support. There's having like actual full-time team members. I just think it really runs the gamut with support. And it's, again, that checking in with myself of where do I feel overwhelmed? What is not my zone of genius? What's draining me? And so therefore, what do I need right now so that I really feel like I'm always being hugged and that I'm waking up every day and then I'm feeling like, I freaking love my life. Like, this is amazing. And I just feel really whole and complete. Let me guess, is quality time, is that your love language? I forget what it is. That's probably <laughs> accurate. I'm trying to think. I know I have it saved in my phone. I forget. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's gifts. It might, it's either words or, yeah, quality time. One of the two. They were probably both ranked uh, very high. I could yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Because everything you just said was very community-centered, which yeah. is fantastic. Another connection point that you and I have, that's the number one value for my company. And then maybe that's why you and I are so attracted to each other, because community is so important to support us mentally, but also can be physically, emotionally, spiritually. So thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and like we're saying too, like these are our values and our pillars. And so again, it's that tuning into what type of support do you want? Do you enjoy? Do you need? I was having a conversation with my mom today about her business and we were talking through some marketing things and people that she's using right now for her business. And 
it's like what I need for my business in terms of marketing and what I want is different. She wants to be more hands-on in her marketing, whereas I would want to have somebody who can just handle it ourselves. And so I think listening to our conversation and thinking about what are your values and, and what do you need and where do you want to be hands-on and where do you not? And again, it's it's fluid, it's ever-evolving and the season. So that's going to change too. What you need now, you might not need later or you might need to come back to it again. So yeah, I think a lot of it, again, is that mirror reflecting saying, well, what do you need? What do you want? And your gut knows, you know, your soul, your essence, it knows. <laughs> we just have to listen to it. Awesome reminder. And I know Rachel Rogers often shares how the first person on her payroll was a house cleaner. Yes. And it's like that role, a lot of entrepreneurs don't necessarily see that as, you know, a team member, but especially when you are the person who is expected to do a lot of the housekeeping or even the cooking. Like I just try to encourage people who have the means. I know it's, it's a luxury for some, but people who have the means to, you know, not forget about the things that you actually can give to others, whether it's cooking your food or doing your laundry or cleaning your house. Like that's going to free up some space to, to build your biz as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I know that's, we have like some stuff on our dream support list as well. Like Michelle, I wish you lived closer. So you could be just our nutritionist and make all of our meals and have them ready to go for us. And just that way I know I'm eating healthy and it's all good and it's taken care of. Like, you know, <laughs> all, all of that, that's on our dream list. And I think, yeah, there's other supports that you forget when you tune in to yourself and you're like, huh, where, what are all the things that I do? You know, as moms, I think we forget how much we do and, and splitting that load a little bit more, whether that's delegating to a partner or finding, you know, outsourcing to other spaces is crucial for us to be able to fully thrive as ourselves. So would you be willing to give us, the listeners, some homework, whether it is in strategy or in support or in self-care? I would love one thing that everybody's listening to can commit to this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would recommend looking and feeling out which of those feels like they need to be filled up for you. So if you picture yourself on top of that bridge, look down and see which pillar is lower down or which one is lower down the most. And the beautiful thing that I like to talk about there is the concept of keep, cut, and add. And so look and see what's going on right now. Maybe it's within your schedule. Maybe it's, you know, support is is the issue and you need to offload some things to your partner so you have space for me time. Maybe you're looking at your me time and you're like, I have a ton of space and I don't know what to do with it. So then it could be like, hmm, what can I add? Can I make a word bank of different activities that I can try that I like or find something I used to love to do that I could do again that would make me feel really good? And strategy, you know, business strategy there's so many options to see or life strategy. But I think the most important thing to do right now is have that awareness of do I feel balanced? Yes or no. And if it's no, can you look down below you and say, hmm, what is that one pillar that needs some strengthening? And just start to ask yourself those questions of, huh, what, where's the issue? What could I strengthen here? Awesome reminder. As you're talking, it just occurred to me, my me time has actually fallen off of the calendar, which is opposite of what I preach in that area. So thank you so much for that little, I call it a, a God wink or an angel wink to, to remind me. Yes, I'm writing down the notes 
right now, you have my word this week. That me time is coming straight back on the calendar and will be scheduled out weekly. So you should do it and then tag it on your stories or something on Instagram and tag me and then we can share it and everybody can share as you're listening like, ooh, I realized this pillar was lower down. And if we can offer any support too of, hmm, I know that my strategy pillar is lowered and I don't know what to do or my self-care is lowered or whatever it is. I know Michelle and I would love to get to support everybody and, and continue the conversation because we are all about community and connection. So tag us. <laughs> so where can my community come find you? Yes. Well, I'm big on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you can follow me at Mompreneur Guide or you can head to the website, themompreneurguide.com and you'll find everything there too. Fantastic. Well, Megan, this truly has been a joy. Thank you for spending this time with me and the community and helping us to remember to come back to center, come back to our balance. I, I sincerely appreciate you. Wow, Michelle, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm honored to be in this community. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast. Click over there when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. 